I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for Week 15 of your NFL season. I'm your host, Bo Seems, and I'm joined here as always by my good buddy Longhorn on the sports patio with the listeners of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Wait, thank you, Glory Hole, thank you for tuning in this week. Alright, boys and girls, here we go with the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good! Well, that's just fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad! This is bad? This is bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Boys and girls, and as always, we start off with the good. The good last week, well, plenty of it. Buffalo minus two versus Dallas. I said on Monday I took Buffalo on the money line. I said on the Thursday podcast that the numbers were all on Dallas, but this was just not the spot for Dallas, and the buckets were on Buffalo. Look, I said the Bills would be able to get whatever they wanted in the rushing game versus the Cows. They ran for 266. I also gave it the said that. Buffalo averaged right at 30 carries at home this season, and 30 carries is the line of demarcation in the NFL. Where you win and cover the game at a pretty uh, prolific uh, rate. But Buffalo had 49 fucking carries. 46, actually. Don't count the three kneel downs, but whatever. Uh, Josh Allen didn't even throw for 100 fucking yards. This was just a man versus man ass whooping. And as the Cows always do, they came out on the short side of a physical game. Uh, the Dak for MVP is dead. That is Purdy's award to lose now. I said on the podcast, if you thought Dallas had any chance in this game to go and bet Dak to win the MVP because they were not going to be able to run the ball, and they didn't. Look, Dallas is usually one of the easiest teams to handicap in the NFL. I've only lost once on them all season. That was the Seattle game. If they play a tomato can or a division team, take the cows. If they play a good team outside of the division, take the other fucking team. It's really just that simple. Uh, Longhorn, thoughts on your preseason Super Bowl matchup and both teams going forward? Yeah, it's technically still alive, although... uh, Oh, 100%. Even though uh, the team that is... Let me see... The team that is eight and six has a far better chance, in my opinion, to go to the Super Bowl than the team that is ten and four, which would which would be Dallas. So, I just really don't see you know Dallas's. Um, Although Dallas has the much better so. Road. Dallas is no Dallas is seventy nine percent to make the playoffs, and Buffalo currently is sitting at thirty percent. And yet, which one? If you had if you were forced to place a bet on a Super Bowl ticket on one of those two, which one would you take? Oh, Super Bowl, I'd say Buffalo. Playoffs, obviously Dallas, because right. they're 80%. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
Of course, yeah. Like Dallas is not going to be able to any of these teams that get in, uh, in their path. If you can run the ball, it, you know you're, you're they're they're just in trouble. And you know we said the party was going to be over last week. We'll see if they can get it back on track. They got a you know two tough games coming up. So and two teams that like to run the ball. So it could be a trouble city for Dallas. We'll see how they respond next week. But yeah, Buffalo they got to win out. Um, you know, if they went out, they go eleven and six. I don't think they can. Um, if they went out, they do have did, a. Do they, they do get have the division? Pop. If they went out, only if Miami loses one other game besides versus them. Oh yeah, because they got a two game lead. Okay, yeah. So, well, either way, they just need to win out and go ahead and get in the playoffs and see if they can wreck shot. But yeah, that's good job, Dallas. Way to show up and uh, put up some effort. Yeah, that was uh, that was just an ass whooping, man. That's what it was. All right, moving on. The Sounder, my buddy hit on Carolina. I had Carolina, my super contest. I had Carolina, the money line. Carolina has won two games all season, and we called them both right here on FGH. And I can promise you, I know we throw the world thing around. It's kind of a joke sometimes, but I can promise you right now, there is not another podcast in the fucking world that can say that. That trend I gave out on Thursday on the podcast is now 5-1 and one straight up and 6-0 ATS. Look, Bryce Young still not good at all, but Ritter was worse, and that game goes a long way for our Atlanta season total under. So Longhorn thoughts on that just dynamic football game that was uh, Atlanta versus Carolina. Uh, so it's so fucking terrible. Those two teams, you know, like, Ritter is just, he's money in the bank. Like, he sucks. So, like, we know Bryce Young is probably just not, like, good enough to play quarterback in this league. We'll see if he gets a better roster on him and, and how it looks going forward. But at least with Ritter, like, you, you can't really necessarily point to – like, he's had 350-yard passing games. He's had these – he's had some some passes that are just, like, wow moments. You know, not very many, but at least you've seen it. And then for him to go out there and just – you know, just throw the game away. It's it's just unbelievable. But it's also predictable with him. And and what's also predictable with Atlanta in general is they have no fucking clue how to use B. John Robinson. I don't know why you draft a running back that high in the draft. You remember how mad I was on draft night? Like, we were there in Kansas City, and I was fucking furious that they took him. Because I, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. Like, I was I was so fucking pissed. Like this is a garbage organization. It's like probably the best player in this entire fucking draft, and it, they're just gonna ruin him. They're just gonna fucking waste him and ruin him. I mean, I I wasn't. You know, it turns out I, I, was, I was wrong. But like, it, I don't know how you think. Other than just Atlanta being a garbage organization, and that's fine. But like, yeah, they're a poverty fucking organization. Well, that's fine. But that poverty organization had has a top five offensive line and a running game that last year fucking ate people up. I mean, it, sh- it shouldn't have been hard to just plug in an awesome running back and be good at running the ball, but Atlanta found a way to do it. So, And I think it's because they just kept everybody. Like, why do you draft him and then keep Algier and Patterson? Like, wh- what are you doing? I don't know, man, and I don't know if the coaches – I don't know if he's got enough skins on the wall with the organization or he's been told, hey – you're sticking around, so don't burn him up this year. We know we're not going to be very good. Well, they're still in the playoff race. Yeah, and and I can't <laughs> believe that either because their their season over under total was eight and a half. So you can't, can't tell me that Vegas is projecting you to win 
eight to nine games and be in a playoff race, and yet you're like, nah, we don't need to burn the rookie up because uh, you know we got this shit. Like, no, dude, you're a fringe playoff team to begin with. Like, you need all fucking hands on deck. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, they couldn't run the ball yesterday, anyways. Uh, like nobody could. The entire team, which that's just a whole nother thing. Like. Kudos to Carolina. You know, that defense has is dealing with an absolute inept offense, and they're just going out there and playing hard on defense. And that's we see it around the league with the Jets and some of these other talented defenses that just say, fuck this, I'm done. Uh, so, yeah, kudos to Carolina and that coaching staff for keeping that defense, you know, fighting hard when they don't really – I mean, that was their second win. They, there's no reason to fight hard, and they're doing it. So that's, that's hats off to them. Yeah, I think that's the reason why I liked it so much is because that's the last game on their schedule that's winnable. Yeah. They're like, I mean, that they really had a puncher's chance in. That's it. Like, and I think, and just like the first one that we called, when it was coming off the bye, that was a winnable game. Rookie quarterback, you know, with Stroud, as great as he's been, still a rookie on the road. It was, you know, it was a burn the stadium fucking down game if they don't win. And that's another, like, this is our last chance to get a victory this year. So I, I felt good about them being all in, and they obviously were. Are they technically eliminated from the playoffs in that division? I don't know. Yes, they are. Oh, okay. Well, probably just happened. <coughs> uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it probably like last week just happened. <laughs> like, all right, we can call it. <laughs> They're one. They're one in eleven, one in twelve. We, let's call we it. Could, we could take the 0.01 percent chance away now mm-hmm. and officially drop them to zero. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on. Minnesota plus three and a half. I had them on the online contest of that. Longhorn gave that to you on Monday plus three and a half. Uh, uh, on the Monday podcast. Look, Browning threw the exact pick I described mm-hmm. on the fucking podcast that he would. Now they didn't return it for a touchdown. So we didn't hit the plus 750 anytime touchdown on Minnie's defense. And if they do, Minnesota probably wins that game. In fact, Minnesota had like three guys was watching that game. Every fucking play had three golden opportunities for that pick six. And they just missed them all, just tipped away off their fingers. Like Longhorn's been telling you guys that Mr. Browning has been playing with fire, and he certainly did in this one. I said that Minnie would limit their run game. They did. Also hit the team total in Minnesota on the over 18 and a half. Since he had a chance to win that game in regulation, but their pussy coach didn't go for two. <laughs> Look, he got really fucking lucky that, well, Nick Kiss My McMullins couldn't get one foot on two consecutive quarterback sneaks in overtime. Two. Yeah. And overall, I said my concern was Mullins fucking us, and he tried to. He tried to. He threw. A, he's the one that threw the fucking pick six. Hmm. But in the end, since he does get the win, they're moving on, and they're starting to look at the playoffs, Longhorn. What are your thoughts on those uh, Bengals and, and Minnesota, really? Well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see this game, so I'm glad to hear that he's still playing with fire. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, it was, that's th- gonna I get mean, him. like three fucking, I, I came, I was sitting in a bar, I came out of my seat on two of them. I thought I had, I was like, ah! <laughs> it just, hmm. Tipped off the face. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to need all those to cash in next week uh, for for when they play Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that later. Uh, any thoughts on Minnesota moving forward? Um, well, I mean, they're 7-7, seven, seven and seven, tied with Tampa, New Orleans, the Rams, 
uh, Seattle tonight, if they can somehow win, I mean, it's just a clusterfuck, clusterfuck up there in the uh, in the last spot for the uh, playoffs. So, I mean, without if they're going forward with Mullins and, and or Dobbs, I don't, you know, you you can say, and I know that teams don't do this. This is just this is people that that are on TV or radio that talk this stuff and talk this way. But personally, I'd probably like let's maybe just. Um, sit this one out and get a better draft pick and uh, move forward to next year. Cause they got a nice young roster, nice young team. Obviously they're going to be losing um, cousins. So, you know, the higher draft pick you got, the better chance you got of snagging one of these, you know, four five, six quarterbacks are going to be coming out in the first round next year. Yeah. We both know that I agree with that though. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now they're sitting in the sixth seed. They are 56% to make the wild card. That is better then the Rams at 45. Who's seven? The Rams. Hmm. 45.5% to make the wild card right now. Now, Tampa Bay, that's an interesting thing because Tampa Bay is now is the division uh, leading 68% chance to win the division, but both them and New Orleans. Basically, the team that wins that division, that's the only team getting in. So the chances to either one of those teams making the wild card are 14 and 17%. So... It's got to be winning, get in for that shitty division just by the DVOA projection. So, and New Orleans we, plays at the Rams, and Tampa plays um, somebody. I don't see it. They do definitely play somebody. They got to play. Oh, they're just not on. Maybe they got to. They got to buy. It's one of those rare nah. late season buy. Nah, <laughs> it's too late for that. I don't know. I don't <laughs> see them. It must be off or something. Who who are they playing? Uh, let me pull that up. What the fuck? Why would yeah. it be, oh, are they playing one of these two teams playing tonight, maybe? Oh, probably. That'd probably be it. Let's see. Uh, I'm not as prepared for Monday pod as I am the big pod, but... No, they're they're home versus the Jack. That's why they're off, because... And we'll get to this later, but... Spoiler alert, Trevor Lawrence went to the concussion protocol uh, after the game, so... Looks like that... Tampa that Tampa Bay plus four hundred that I gave out a few weeks ago has got some legs. It definitely has fucking legs. There's no doubt about it. Those Jaguars are in trouble. All right, right, moving on. The Longhorn lock of the week hits yet again. Of course (laughs) it does. Longhorn had New England in a super contest because of course he did. Look, buddy. I I just want to say on behalf of myself and the Glory Hole Seekers. Thank you for all the free money. Uh, it's easily been the most profitable portion of your part of the podcast this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on the game, the Chiefs going forward, Patriots, Belichick, dead? I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on that one? As far as that game, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have what I mean, I just got I got <laughs> zappied. I mean, Zappy, Zappy just didn't. They were in that game the whole time. It was cl- kind of close, doing that whole, you know, Chiefs up by seven, Chiefs up by four, just kind of hanging around there, and then Zappy does the the crucial mistake, throws it right to <laughs> right to somebody, and, and they go down and score on a short field, and that was pretty much flipped it to um, being within one score to uh, over that ten point mark. As far as the the entire, well, we'll get in that later. We'll we'll get into the, how all the favorites are just covering everything later, but yeah, that's that's loss number six for me. That's a six pack on New England, and at this point, I you know. Fuck it. If I like them, I'm just going to take them. Give a shoot. Who gives a shit? They already, they already destroyed me this year anyway, so. Yeah. I mean, just keep it going. Look, <coughs> I said on the podcast that Kansas City hasn't covered a spread like that 
since the Chicago game, because that's what it takes is that level of bad, and New England is that level of bad. And Casey's unit, the best unit is their defense. Uh, you know, they didn't score a million points or whatever. Um, and, you know, I just said that New England probably wasn't going to be able to score enough to keep up. I think, though, what – honestly, I thought you had a good chance of covering that game until they let up that – end of the first half touchdown and when the yeah. Chiefs took the lead at halftime I knew you were fucked on that. Yeah, that that was the killer. Um I wasn't like, "Oh my god, I'm fucked completely." But right out of the second, right out of the halftime, the Chiefs have the ball and they throw an inter- Mahomes throws an interception and this little I mean even the announcers were like that's a that's there's nothing there. It was it was a holding or some sort of, and not not even on the where the ball went. It was just some holding penalty, defensive holding. Oh, did he throw? Did he? Did somebody throw a hissy fit on New England sideline and jump up and down like a little fucking girl? Because you know a call with Patrick Mahomes fucking way yet again. I bet they didn't. I bet they didn't. I don't know. I don't know, but whatever. It's uh, yeah, they they sucked. They sucked. All right, moving on. The numbers geek pick of the week hit on the do no wrong teaser on Arizona. Took care. Arizona to 19, took the total one down to, I think, 41 and a half, whatever. It doesn't matter. It went way fucking over that. Uh, but San Fran did cover the closing line number, which unfortunately did beat us and the subscribers. Look, Purdy was great once again. Highest QBR in the league again this week with a 90 fucking three. And he is now the odds on favorite to win the MVP. I think it's really his to lose at this point. San Francisco has a stranglehold on the number one seed now. Uh, Longhorn, thoughts on this fucking machine that's moving forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing that we haven't said a million times. I'm glad that it's kind of working out this way and that 11-1 uh, to or whatever I gave out for Purdy a few weeks ago, is it's looking good, although they do play – they played – is it Baltimore this week? So yeah, but I mean, get... it's it's his to lose. So you are you are in the catbird seat, so – and yeah, I don't, I don't even personally think he has to play that good. I think they just have to win, because at this point, I mean, nobody can really take it away from him. Yeah, because even if even if Baltimore wins next week against Francisco, and that's a showcase game, you know, those are two good defenses, so it's likely if that, he plays well and Baltimore wins, then yes. Now and and Purdy plays pit, bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that it's they can they can both <laughs> play well. They can both play bad. But the only way it go it switches away from Purdy is if Purdy plays bad, Lamar plays good, and they win. So I like my chances. No, oh, I do too. All right, I gave you guys the under in Washington and the Rams. Uh, that pick was literally me versus the entire shop world, and I came out victorious. Um, but in truth, I do listen to other people in this industry, and I respect if they say something you know that counters me, and if. If it's something that makes sense and it counters the research that I've, that I've done, I usually just pass the game. But the breakdown that I heard about why that game was going to go over was literally the most middle school level shit I've ever heard in my life. It was like, well, this kid's defense isn't any good. They give up a lot of points. And this kid's, they score points. This, this game should go over for sure. So when I hear stupid shit like that and I've got the research that I present on the podcast, I'm going with me every fucking single time. And the game, honestly, never shouldn't have gotten as close as it did. But here's what I will say in full admittance. If, because I did like Washington too. I didn't end up betting Washington, and I didn't end up putting them in my contest because the thing that I heard 
from somebody that I trust a lot did not come to fruition. However, after seeing the way the game ended up and played out, I fully admit that if the thing I did hear happen, I would have lost this under. So, But the reason why I like the Redskins is what I heard was they were actually going to start Jacoby Brissett. Kind of like a last-minute trick-em-dick-em type deal. He had been getting reps in practice. He was prepped, and he was ready to go for this game. That didn't end up happening. I guess it's one of those things I can't talk about on a podcast. I hear it from certain people that, you know, they trust me and I trust them, so I can't talk about shit like that. And plus, I don't want to put that out there, you know, because I want to get paid. Sorry, I do. But... When I saw that it wasn't happening, and I got the word it wasn't happening, I drew back. You know, I was waiting because I was waiting for the seven to pop, and eventually, you know, it did. But I'd already heard before he wasn't going. I think that's what kind of everybody was waiting on to see if that seven was going to pop or the books were going to pop the seven or not. And they did once they got wind that he wasn't going as well. So, but when Jacoby Brissett came in, I mean, I know it was all trash time or whatever, but the game should never have even gotten. Close to fucking going over. When he came in, you saw what an actual quarterback looks like in that offense. Well, I mean, they just went down and kept fucking scoring. I said the Rams would win 23-20. It was 28-20 was the final score. But, you know, I don't know, Longhorn, if if the Redskins are done with your shit boy Howell and they go to Brissett for the rest of the year, you know, they might have some legs to be able to play them. They might not be you know, quite the dead team that they have been for so long. But in full admittance, I definitely would have lost that under. And But I also would have been on the Redskins in the contest and with my money if Brissett would have got the start like I heard that he was going to. A um, couple things. Number one, I don't know if I believe in trash time anymore, in the, at least this year with the way it's going, because I just don't see it. I mean, like, like the 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 teams that that are winning, they just kind of keep winning, and I don't really see a whole lot of print. Every once in a while, you'll see a team go premium, but it's so rare when it used to be the absolute norm for everybody across the league. So I don't know about that anymore. Um, and then secondly, I just I'm so glad that a coach like Rivera this this is going to be his last year to be a coach because you know he just can't seem to get anything right. Uh, with with he's so behind he doesn't even do analytics everybody knows you go for two there not that it would have mattered nobody you know at least we didn't have you know a, a minus six and a half or a plus seven or anything like that but you score that touchdown to make it 20 to 28 you fucking go for two there on the chance that you get the ball back you then you know if you got to go for two or you or you can just kick that extra point for the win of course he doesn't they line up to kick that extra point they fucking muff it it gets i don't remember it was blocked or they just <laughs> They just fucked it off, but that was like sweet, poetic karma, and I'm so glad that's going to be the end of his era. Yeah, he's definitely fired. Uh, <clears throat> all right. The Miami-Kansas City teaser, easy win there. Look, I, I did one of Longhorn's little fiddle in the middles, the Rams and the over teaser. Look, I had to sweat that, and again, if Brissette didn't come in, I wasn't winning that for sure. Uh, Under and the Ravens, another good teaser hit there. Contest-wise, two and a half for me in the contest, super contest. Three and one so far with Philly minus two and a half. I dug them in at that. I know I said on the Monday pod, I ended up hating my Seattle plus four and a half position. I was going to have to live bet this game. But I also said 
if it ever got under three, I was going to grab Philly on the Monday podcast. I didn't think that it ever would, but it did. So I grabbed Philly minus two and a half. So now I don't have to bet this live. I don't think there's really any chance. Longhorn, you're much better at the in-game stuff than I am. So I don't think there's really any chance of a Polish middle here. I think that I pretty much got it covered both ways with Philly minus two and a half and Seattle plus the four and a half, which the game actually went off at Seattle plus five and a half was the closing line. So I thought I was getting good value at four and a half. Apparently I was not. So, yeah. Hmm. I mean, actually, I rarely, I rarely do live uh, betting. Um, <coughs> every time I do is when I, I, I text you anytime I do. So it probably seems like I do a lot, but it's really like, you know, five, six, seven, eight times a year that I'll that I'll do, and it's really mostly when I on a Saturday night when I actually get a chance to go out and watch a game at a bar, and I feel like, uh, and I'm actually watching, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let me hit this one. This one looks good. But um, as far as the <clears throat> as far as the middles, you mentioned that um, I did grab also the Philly when it dipped down to two and a half, and then plugged in Seattle at plus eight and a half on the tees. Two more on Sunday opened up. Uh, right before post if you had a chance to grab them one of the fiddles did not come through and that was the atlanta it dipped to two and a half briefly so i grabbed atlanta minus two and a half took carolina up to eight and a half on a tease um thank you very much ritter for that and um (laughs) and then um uh cleveland cleveland at the very last uh brief moment dipped down to two and a half minus two and a half and then chicago up to eight and a half so that that fiddle came through Uh, Uh, cleveland cleveland closed at two and a half Oh, did it? Well, yeah. when I saw it, it had dipped and then went back to three. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I grabbed Cleveland. We'll talk about those fuckheads in a minute. Uh, okay. But yeah, other than that, it was, it was, you know, I just, I, I can't seem to pick the right fiddle on the podcast. So I probably won't do one next week because they, you have to actually win to put things out like that on a podcast. So, <laughs> but they are there. I just, they're, they're there. I promise oh, you. They're it's definitely just, there. It's just, you got to find the right one. All right, the Buckets overall, 5-3 this week, 61-48 and 48 on the season. So once again, if you just listen to the podcast and take those picks, you are having a hell of a fucking year. Uh, overall, this is really another profitable week for me in the NFL. Uh, but college did take two of my units, so my winnings ended up in the black, but definitely not the weekend that it could have been for sure. Longhorn, how'd you do on the teasers or anything else? Uh, uh, was, this weekend? Yeah, it was just kind of up and down. I mean, overall, the Cleveland fiddle really uh, saved it. The um, the Kansas City fiddle would have been fucking amazing because um, uh, I teased them down to minus two and a half, and uh, and you know obviously I had New England plus. Uh, I got them actually on ten is what I put it out on Monday last Monday. So that would have been had the push there then. Yeah, but I bought it again at plus nine, so to, to even it out because I, you know, I like to even out on whatever I put in one side. I like to make it even on the other. So, um, you know, this this the Dallas killed me, man. The, the Dallas really killed me. Um, the Rams came in. If you, if you tease down the Rams, that that side came in. But yeah, overall, not great. Kind of wishy washy, and um, got to do better. Got to do better. All right, speaking of that, we'll move on to the bad uh, college free pick on New Mexico State. Look. I've told you people for about a month to start fading me, so I'm not going to apologize anymore. If you're still following, then shame on you. In fact, if I lose again <laughs> this next week on the college selection, I'm putting it in the good because it's really hard to win at the clip that I did last year on free picks, but it's even harder to suck this bad for this long. So at this point, I'm actually, you know, 
I'm pretty much just a fucking cash machine. So if you're mm-hmm. mad about that, you can pretty much just go fuck yourselves. I told you to start fading me. Uh, and I'm really just especially mad that I took the time to learn their stupid fight song. And I even sang it with my sick-ass voice I had last week. And they didn't even bother to get off the goddamn bus. What a just garbage-ass fucking program. Thanks for nothing. I don't even remember. What was what was my free, the NFL free pay? I don't even remember. <laughs> well, it's coming up. Here we okay. go. <laughs> Sounder and NFL free pick on Pittsburgh. Look, uh, they got every break God early. Damn it. And Fucking still, Pittsburgh. yeah, they never even competed in this game in the end. Look, man, they're just not a real football team. They they haven't been the entire year. All their luck early has come crashing down on them lately. The Tomlin narrative, I talked about it on the podcast, it's bullshit. Um, he's better than most coaches with without a real QB, that's true. But look, man, it's hard to be better than average without a real QB. Trubisky had a QBR of 31. You know, I said on the podcast I could see them losing the rest of the way. I sure the hell hope they do. Longhorn thoughts on Pittsburgh or Indy, but Indy was the good part. Yeah, I just hope that Pittsburgh can um, just get back to, like, playing. Like, I don't care if you lose. Just play close games. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, yeah, we can talk about the quarterbacks or they suck, and they do, but, like, that defense is just getting well, fucking Well, they do, and obviously – and that defense is getting lit the fuck up like a Christmas tree, and that's um, that's not something you really ever see, ever see with Pittsburgh. The pass rush seems to be, you know, disappearing. I just, eh, I, I bet you, I wouldn't be surprised if we find something or we hear things, and y'all, I don't think he's gonna be fired, of course, but like, I think you might hear some rumblings about something going on in that locker room, some sort of, you know, strife or something, because this is. Even for a team that's like Pittsburgh was not good last year, but they didn't lose like this. So you know there, there's seems like there's something going on there. But you know, I hope they get back to at least playing close games. Field goal either way, that's fine. That's something you can at least count on, and you know it can be part of your, um, you know, the, the things you can take to the bank. But I think this, they do play Baltimore Week 17, so you can count on that. There's field one goal game. There's one. <laughs> if they get blown out in that game, you know. It's Fox City. Yeah. All right, uh, Sounder on Denver. That looked okay in the first quarter. So did the under, which I had on the primetime game. Uh, they both went sideways in the second quarter. And, you know, they ended up losing by three scores. Uh, I did the deep dive on Denver's defense, and, yes, they obviously have been better, but they were trash in this one. Definitely should have put more weight in the fact that they have been playing, you know, not the best competition, which I did say that on the podcast. But – you know, I thought that they might could hang in uh, versus the Lions, but the Lions' offense is just way better than the competition they've been playing. And I don't know, Longhorn, what was your, what was your thoughts on that game? Uh, yeah, just um, it's it doesn't matter anymore. All you got to do in the NFL is just say, "Hey, give me the favorite," and they'll just win. <laughs> I mean, this This is, I mean, like, yeah, we talked about, like, you know, me losing these. Like, I picked four dogs in the contest because that's what I do. They're, when when the favorites are going 10, 3, and 2 coming into a Monday night, cover <coughs> ATS 10, 3, and 2, and that I'm, I'm not going to win. So, like, I don't know. This is something we're going to have to see how the rest of the year goes and see how the first half of next year goes because it – it's either going to go back to settle into what it's normally been with the books adjusting, and maybe we can adjust on some things and try to figure out what exactly is going on. But 
this isn't going to work. <laughs> you know, you just can't you just can't have the public going up there to to the counter and not even looking at the screen and just say, "Hey, give me all the favorites." And they're hitting at a professional level this year ATS. Just blindly saying, "Give me all the favorites." Like that's not going that just can't last cuz this this is not fun. I did, I did not have fun. It's not because I lost, you know, that we we lose all the time, you know, win and lose, but like it's not fun watching all the favorites win and win big it's just it, i don't find it an enjoyable product I, that's just me personally maybe but but you look at the box scores you, you we started off the week with a 63 to 21 we had a 30 to nothing and just just all these runaway games it's even in the shit games like new orleans and the giants 24 to 6 this is just not this is not fun i don't like it speaking of that danger zone on the giants the only yeah. dangerous thing about that was telling that pick look you knew the Giants' momentum had to die eventually. Hey, yo, it's me. It's Tommy D, and I had the worst QBR in the league again this week. 14. Look, but that's two weeks in a row that New Orleans has stood up and beat the brakes off a team that they're clearly better than, which is something they don't normally do. So, Longhorn, thoughts on your shitty Giants, or more importantly, on New Orleans going forward? Because, again, that... I, we were on, what was it, the Bears? Yeah, the Bears, earlier in the year. I think they were, like, catching 10 or whatever the fuck it was uh, in New Orleans. And we hit that. And, like, this is usually a game that New Orleans fucks off, just like last week was against Carolina. It's usually a game they fuck off. Two weeks in a row, they just stand up like, nah, we're actually going to play like yeah. we're a good team and they're a bad team. And they just beat the shit out of them two weeks. I'm like, okay, where the fuck has this been for the first I don't know, 13 goddamn weeks of the fucking season. Because they played nothing but shit teams pretty much the entire fucking year. And they either lose to them or they goddamn sure don't cover. But now two weeks in a row, they're like, nah, go fuck yourselves. We're just better. Yeah, it's it's you got the, the worst ATS coach in the league. And you've got a quarterback that always bogs down in the red zone. And they just go out and, and blow them out. And Carr is, you know, flawless in the red zone. He was just flawless. So, you know, in a normal NFL season, I'd, this, I'll be looking to fade New Orleans so much. But not this year. They'll probably just fucking win every game now and blow everybody out. So, I mean, I look well, for them I mean, it, it's been continue. a good strategy up until the last two weeks, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's been good, uh, I guess. But there, the, I, did, I did say on Thursday that, you know, New Orleans has been a sharp darling the whole year, because, I mean, going into the year, I know I had them projected uh, to go to the fucking Super Bowl, which obviously is not going to happen. But still looking through their stats coming in, and even going through the first six weeks of the season, they were so much better. So much better than their record. And then, that so we just kept betting them, kept betting And it just never came around. And now, once we've all given up on them, like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, here we are, guys. That, that. I don't know. It's so frustrating. Just just games like that frustrate the shit out of me. Even if I, yeah, I get it. Giants were the square dog side, but you know, the yeah, they did. They so that's a game that Vegas won big on because everybody and their fucking mom was on the Giants. Yeah, I mean, but you know, they they win too sometimes. But no, not 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 for me. That's that's just take the favorites, man. Just just fill up your car with favorites. They're gonna they're gonna take go, them all. They're gonna go fucking sixteen and zero. And Philly's winning, by the way. So. It might be a it might be an eleven three and two. Uh is that the math right? Eleven three two. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen. Might might be eleven three and two for ATS favorites this week. So fantastic. Hell yeah. 
All right, speaking of another favorite, they covered a big dick pick on Jacksonville. Now, this wasn't an Asian micro pain. This game was closer than the final score. So we'll call it a mini Middle Eastern Morocco. And yes, the Middle Eastern guys do have small pains too. Uh, overall, though, Baltimore, you know, I said on the pod, they had such an advantage you know, going in by all our predictive systems. And that's one predictive system that just picked that. Uh, Picks the favorites, and it's one an, an incredible clip since I've started doing this and tracking it. I had, you know, I just had to roll with them super contest. I also bet on minus three, even though I said on the podcast I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't lay the points. I didn't really care for Jax, but I wouldn't lay the points. I even went against the buckets on this one, like because the more I dug in with all the notes I gave you guys on Thursday's pod, you know, inside the matchup, you know, Trevor Lawrence versus man coverage, which he was he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. But Baltimore's running game just being too much for Jacksonville to handle. They ran for 251 yards. So, I mean, I think the book now is out on Jacksonville's defense. It's a good run defense. It's not top three in the league. They just hadn't really played anybody that could run the ball, as well as, you know, Baltimore, obviously. And Jacksonville, man, they're in serious trouble now. Um, Maybe not to make the playoffs, but obviously to do anything once they get there. Like I said, Trevor Lawrence, he he wasn't great. But, again, he had zero help. He led the team in rushing as well as throwing. He had 260 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions in this one. You know, Lamar can't say that. He threw another terrible pick. Uh, he did have a fumble that he, was he a, caused by crucial, absolutely nothing. He had a crucial fucking fumble. And uh, he also suffered a concussion-inducing hit, which we'll talk about later in the look-ahead section on that play. So, but... Anyway, thoughts on Jacksonville and Baltimore moving forward? Mm, moving forward, I mean, like Baltimore, we it, this narrative's been out on them for a while. They are they kind of did what they were supposed to do, but with Jacksonville, they're in a three way tie now in that division with the Colts. Or uh, is it three way tie? No, they're still they're still leading. Hold on, let me look at it. No, it's three way tie. Eight and six, eight and six, eight and six. Jacksonville, Indy, and no, Houston. they're they're still leading because they have well, all the okay, tiebreaker. Yeah, that's fine. But um, and they have a fifty-six point three percent chance to win the division. However, and we'll get to it in the look ahead. Might be without Trevor Lawrence next week, so that's not good. Yeah, but that that I mean that wasn't a game that I had in the super contest, but it, it I'm surprised it wasn't because that would have been just typical a home dog that misses two field goals and the quarterback just drops the ball as he's running. Now, wasn't hit, wasn't trying to juke somebody. He's literally just running and the ball falls out, falls out of his hand because, you know, that's what happens to dogs this year. They just, they just, uh, they can't do it. Can't fucking win. They can't do it. Yeah. Well, Longhorn Super Contest, not going great. Uh, got a game pending tonight. We'll see how it goes. Now, uh, I got the dog, so it's already a loss. <laughs> it's already over. <laughs> uh, I do have Philly minus two and have my online super contest, so we could both win. Um, yeah. Chicago, look, I know on the podcast I was undecided on this game, but as the week went on, I had to take Cleveland. Look, the the public narrative to me got too fucking crazy. I put Cleveland in the super contest. I got the push only because of fucking Flacco pick six. Now, the Browns did win for me and for you, minus two and a half. So that part was good. But I just never understood the Chicago getting all the love. Like It's like everybody forgot that Justin Fields is one of the worst fucking quarterbacks in the NFL. 
and he was beyond awful in that game. Less than 50% completion percentage, not even 175 yards, two picks, QBR of 16. I mean, I thought that I was fucking taking crazy pills. They were a top 10 selection in the contest. They scored 10 fucking points. Well, yeah. And everyone on in, in Chicago that was on that was on Chicago in the in the podcast is lucky as fuck to get their half a point. And yet, I mean, the Chicago got crushed in yards. YPP, they lost by 2.2 yards. That is 11 fucking points. Just another fucking long line of bad beats for me or halves, whatever the fuck. God fucking damn it. Longhorn, is everyone back on level now? The fact that Fields is fucking awful and so are the Bears. I don't think that anybody was on back on Fields, but you don't, it's not. They were a top 10 pick. Well, that's the Chicago was not Fields. I mean, and for well, he's the fucking most important part. Okay, and then for ninety eight percent of that game, they were fucking winning. So no, they I mean, fucking weren't. Are you fucking high? Or what? Well, when did Cleveland take the lead? Well, Cleveland. Yeah. So for the last part of it, you're right. Cleveland did come back and tie the game, but okay. it, again, only because of that fucking Flacco pick six. They scored ten points. He was fucking awful. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not about fields, but, like, you can't say it's a horrible pick when nobody lost well, I can lost say they it. got lucky as fuck. I can say yeah. that you had, a, you had a fucking push on a game where you scored 10 fucking points. Well, well hold on, because if we're talking about luck, then there was a dropped Hail Mary touchdown right in his hand. So, like. Yeah, but that, it should have never came to that. Like, well, if, you, if, if you like, can was, always say that. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But still, whatever. I mean, the Hail Mary, it's a Hail Mary. So, drop, pick, whatever. Like, But even at that point, it was not a loss. So it's now I'm talking in super contest like you yeah, know, yeah 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 yeah. Well, obviously if it closed at two and a half, it that would have that would have been a bad beat for any of us at two and a half that had Cleveland for sure. Uh, so no, it would have been a win money. at two and a half. No, Cleveland minus two and a half. Yeah, it would have been a win. Oh, you mean if they caught the Hail Mary? If they caught, oh them. yeah, yeah. that would have been probably the worst yeah. one of the year. Yeah, and he should have. It literally landed right. In, in oh, that, I know. He teams are starting out. to do that. By the way, they're they're starting to. Uh, they're starting to do the Hail Mary bunch where everybody jumps up, and then there's someone in in front of that because teams are their defense is taught to like slap it down. So you're starting to see that trail guy that's just kind of there waiting for that slap down, and uh, it went to perfect except um, an NFL receiver just couldn't catch a ball in his in his hand. So it's too sometimes it's just too hard because because they were dogs. Is what ha- what happened was is they were dogs, and the the NFL universe this year is is saying <laughs> no, you're. You're the you're you're not supposed to cover. So well, get, out, look, of, man, get out, got, out of here. They got the fucking push in super contest. So yeah, that's true. whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then moving on to fucking Tennessee. Fields like, is gone, by the way. Field like Fields like all this chat like he's gonna be gone. Yeah. Now they, they and they can trade him. They can they're gonna get an asset for him. I don't know how good it's gonna be. We'll see about that. But they can trade him, get an asset, and then they're sitting still at the number one pick, and they'll take whatever quarterback it is that they want and be another Chicago quarterback that they can probably ruin. Most likely. Um, Tennessee, fucking your boy Levi's sucks a gigantic bag of dicks. He should be cut immediately. I'm not even sure he's long-term backup material. His ceiling isn't even Jacoby Brissett. He's done in this league. QBR of 28. That's right in between fucking Seaman and Howell. He's done. He's fucking garbage. He's, he's done garbage. <laughs> this is, all right, I'm glad we got classic uh, overreaction Bocevus on the podcast. Yes, this motherfucker. <laughs> how the fuck, how in the fuck do you lose? You're talking about a team winning for 99% of the fucking game. 
Oh my fucking god! Oh. And that and that fucking pussy, fucking Vrabel, you motherfucker! I know it's fourth and twelve, wherever the fuck it is. There's a minute and a half left in the game. Your season is over. Go for the fucking first down. I mean, at best, at best, if you punt the ball, it's a tie. What the fuck do you care if you get a tie? You goddamn giant vagina. <laughs> fucking go for it, you fucking pussy. God damn it. Yeah, this was actually like my best call in the Super Contest that I'm going to go one and four in is not putting this one in. And it, it should have been an easy win. But I will say this. This is what happens. Tennessee decided, and I don't know who made the decision, but they decided to, to hey, let's wear the Oilers, the old Oilers outfit when we're playing Houston. <laughs> like, yeah, let me poke the team. Oh, like that, that was I a mean, classic fucking troll yeah, job. It was classic, and guess what? You know, that why, why? This is the NFL. Like, some of these teams, you know, I know the favorites are, are winning for the most part this year, but why poke a bear like that? I just don't get it. But but not the favorite that's facing not just the backup quarterback. Nah, we're just going to throw in Case Keenum and say, fuck it. We don't have any of our receivers. We don't have our quarterback. We're not even starting a backup. Nah, that dog goes and wins outright. Why not? That look dog at, goes and look wins at outright. Look at Noah Brown. Fucking A for 82 and a touchdown. Jesus Christ. Noah motherfucking <laughs> fuck? Brown. I mean, this guy was a fucking blocking fifth he was receiver. A, he was a tight end that stood on the end of the line out by the fucking boundary for the Cowboys for this eight fucking years. That's that, What a great story. I don't I don't know what PEDs he's on, but what a great story. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. You got anything else on the bad? No. A lot of bad for me. I'll, I'll do better, guys. Uh, well, or not. I mean, if, if all the favorites win, I won't. So, can't can't promise you that. All right. I know that sounded like the Are You Fucking Kidding Me was, wasn't But we're going to move on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? Probably should have been. <laughs> but I already wrote down your boys in San Diego for this. Look, I had Las Vegas in my online contest, so it was good for me. But I also had the under 38. Well, Las Vegas put that game over by themselves in the first half. Mm-hmm. Longhorn, I have seen a lot of quit in my days of watching this great game that we love so much, but I've never seen anything like that. I have seen Bethune Cookman put up more of a fight versus an SEC team than what I saw from San Diego. That was a clear message from the players to the owner, and the message was get this fucking coaching staff out of here. And the fact that your boy, the fat midget, didn't even get the interim position uh-huh. pretty much uh-huh. spells doom for his NFL career. Look, he needs to go to college and rebuild his image. Yeah. Also, maybe lose a few pounds and then come back and try again. Look, it's hard to make what to do with the Chargers for the rest of the year. We've already got a 2-0 on the dead cap bounce this season. It's a 60% trend historically, so the odds would say, you know, lay the hammer on San Diego this week, but they're catching a big number versus Buffalo. Um, Look, man, I've been doing this long enough to know that I don't know much, and even the things that I think that I know are right about mm, 55% of the time. But in my mind, it's hard to come back from a quit level like that unless you have someone to rally around like the cows did, because this would remind me of, when they quit on Uncle Wade because they clearly wanted Jason Garrett for their head coach, they got that, and then they went on to you know win some football games after that. I can't imagine that anyone wants this spare to be their head coach so bad that they laid down for it. 
Look, all I see is a loser culture with a bunch of fucking talented but loser players. And in my mind, the Chargers are fade material the rest of the way. And it's going to take like a Belichick-like figure, if you catch my drift, to come in and totally clean house. I don't know what your thoughts are on San Diego going forward or how to get about them. I kind of want to bet them, though, this week. That's a big – I actually already did bet them plus 12 and a half. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, of course you of course you bet them this week. It was – you know, it was mostly a defensive quit. You know, Easton Tick is East, – Tick. Easton Stick is not a good quarterback, um, but you know he wasn't terrible. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. I mean, his QBR was terrible, but you know he he two hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns, and a pit. I mean, like yes, of that, course. That, uh, all three touchdowns though were like well beyond the point of. Yeah, now that now this one truly was garbage. Like when you're up sixty to fucking seven or whatever. Do you think so? Yeah, that's true garbage. <laughs> like like I doubt any starters were even in there. When it's Tecmo Bowl and you're playing your buddy yeah. and you just set down the controller to go get another beer because the game like and you just let him call your defensive play. Yeah, and like try like here have the whole fourth quarter and see how see how close you can to coming back. I'm not even playing anymore. Yeah, like, yes, that one for sure was into that. But but uh, you know, like Miami, <laughs> Miami and the Jets, Miami didn't fucking let up at all, offensively or defensively. So, um, but yeah, next week, of course, I'm taking the Chargers and that huge numbers of perfect. It's the it's the normal perfect spot to take this team. Um, but and I know it's two and zero this year, uh, and Buffalo's coming off a huge you know showcase win. It's the perfect spot. Which means Buffalo will probably win uh, thirty to seven so. by a thousand. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got anything else for the? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I just hope that. Uh, and you're right about about the fat midget. I, I talked about that about four or five weeks ago. Yeah. About, you. Hey. Kudos to you. You called that shit. I just. Yeah. He's got too much Garrett in him. Like I'm seeing these stupid ass. And I don't. I don't. I didn't watch Boise. You know football a lot. So I don't. Uh, was he ever the? Was he the head coach in Boise? No, he's a quarterback. Where, where was he a, a coordinator before Dallas? That would be nowhere. Okay. Okay, so then he's got way more Garrett influence than I even even thought. So, yeah, there's just uh, – He was a gunslinger at Boise, sir. Fucking go yeah, out maybe, there beat them goddamn Sooners. I guess I just thought that he was a coordinator in college and did some of that stuff coming up, but um, – Maybe not, but uh, yeah, he's he's got some more to do. So I hope whoever they get, if it is a Belichick, fine. You know, I'd prefer it. I'd prefer it just to be like a Ben Johnson from from Detroit. Or you can't tell me that you okay. So let's get in this real quick. If if I'm Bill Belichick, first of all, if I'm Bill Belichick, I am fucking. I've already I would already thrown my keys to Robert yeah. Kraft and said peace out. I'd be fishing and golfing. And wearing my fucking rings everywhere and just saying, fuck you to everybody, tossing the deuces and living my life if I was Bill Belichick. But I'm not Bill Belichick and I'm not nearly as successful as Bill Belichick. And there's a reason for that because the man is a goddamn maniac and a grinder to a level that most of us can never even come close to comprehending. So if it's if he wants to coach and if I was him and I wanted to coach, where else would I want to go besides a team that plays in great weather? It's got great fucking talent on both sides of the ball. And I truly do have, and I do believe, I know I give Herbert a lot of shit, but he is one of the most, he's one of the top 10 most talented quarterbacks in the entire NFL. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I mean, these quarterbacks in this league suck 
dick. And this kid can make every throw. He's huge, and he can run. I know he's a mental midget or whatever. Maybe Belichick can beat that out of him or at least get it to minimize the point where he can focus him in on what he's supposed to be focusing on. There's no other place. There's no other place. And he don't need the money. I know the I know that the owner is cheap as fuck is why this stupid coach was around as long as he was because he's not going to be like the billionaire in Carolina and have fucking three coaches on the goddamn payroll. He, he's not going to do that. But Belichick doesn't need the money. He could do it for a modest salary. He's not just, going to, though. Just he'll, for another chance to, to win at without Tommy. Yeah, he has to. He, he's got the same motivation now that Tom had when he left New England because his name has been, you know, like it's he's still Belichick with all the rings. So, I mean, first belt, Hall of Famer, all that stuff. But his name has taken a hit over the last two, three years. So he's got that same motivation. And, yeah, where else would you want to go? Like, name me the spot. There's nowhere That else. has the, a, a young, you know, all tools quarterback that you can mold and and build a, a roster around him. but that's the that's the question is he's gonna want you know uh roster control you can't, you can't give him that then you're not, not gonna get him then you're not getting him. you're just you're not you're not getting the best coach ever and you're taking away his roster control and you're taking away you know oh and also take a discount so he's got to open the pay, the checkbook and he's gonna have to it, it might be a collaborated thing like here here's it we're gonna have a gm and you're gonna work together you know, like like y'all y'all can work together, but you know you got he's gonna. They get, didn't fire the GM too, so it's not like the job isn't open. Yeah, so it's uh, I wouldn't hate that. You know, I wouldn't hate that, and I something, fucking love it. Something needs to turn it. around. That they need a culture changer. Like exactly. like they just need a culture changer. Not not just, and that's why that that would that would probably be better than the guy from Detroit that I like a lot because I don't know if he can change a culture. I know he's good with X's and O's. But they need a culture change, so it's got to be someone like you know Belichick or Harbaugh. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me? All right, boys and girls, time for some injury updates. Uh, Marquise Brown. Went out for the Cardinals, did not come back. Um, you know, that's another loss for them. Uh, a big loss, though, for Baltimore. Keaton Mitchell, you know, the running back who filled in for Dobbs. Well, he's done for the season, so that is a huge loss for them. Marcus William did come out, but he's considered day-to-day. But offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley is in co- concussion protocol, and that is not what you want walking into San Francisco. So those are some big fucking injuries for Baltimore. They're going to that one. Uh, Cincinnati, I watched this one live. Man, it sucked. DJ Reader, he's done for the year. Uh, That was a nasty injury for him. That's going to hurt their middle of their defense. Jamar Chase, considered day-to-day, so we'll see. Uh, But they lost cornerback, and Longhorn, you're going to have to help me with this one. DJ Ivey suffered an ACL tear. So what is that a huge loss for Cincy? DJ Ivy is a cornerback, rookie cornerback. Oh, um, <clears throat> you got the special name, teamers. Or? You got the name wrong, but I think I think I know who you're talking about. Um, Jesus Christ, DJ Turner, DJ Ivy, I B E Y. No, that, if you don't know him, then it's probably no, not a big deal. That's All right, nobody. Uh, Cleveland, God damn, their tackle Joe, whatever, Betonio, Betonio, out 
against the Bears. They have just that that's a cluster injury situation with Cleveland at this point on their line, offensive yeah. line. They are very much in control of their playoff destiny, so they're gonna have to gut it up. Uh the Cows, Zach Martin left uh with a thigh. Uh, with the Bills, I heard today it was one of the deep thigh muscles. Uh, I guess there's like three muscles there. It's like one of the deepest ones. So I don't know what his availability is going to be this week for Miami. Probably doesn't look good, but we'll keep monitoring that. Um, Green Bay lost Jaden Reed, another receiver. So just mm. cluster injuries there for them. He's did not return. It's a toe. No word on him definitively. Uh, Jimmy Ward, safety for the Texans, concussion protocol, so probably out this next week. Uh, let's see, the Rams, yeah, they're fine. Uh, oh, the Dolphins. Talk about cluster injuries. Austin Jackson, oblique. Uh, he did not come back. Uh, and then Emmanuel Ogba, hamstring. He also left the game and did not come back. So that doesn't look good for them. Uh, nope. Nobody gives a fuck about uh, New England or kickers. Zach Wilson, he went out with a concussion. Whatever. Uh, Sam Howell talked about that he was benched after Jacoby Brissett. And then just looking at overall quarterback notes, so I've got that. Mason Rudolph is going to get the start for Pittsburgh. Uh, look, man, I think I think Pittsburgh's going to lose out the rest of the year. Um, Atlanta has no idea again who's going to start at quarterback for them. Shocker! So that's all the news and notes as far as injuries and quarterbacks. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, we mentioned that earlier. He is in the concussion protocol. That is not good. Again, it's I mean you saw Stroud didn't come back. There's only been only uh, Purdy has come back from concussion protocol in the same week. And you saw how bad he was uh, that week. Did he remember that long when he came back and he was just, he was horrible. Yeah. So it's a thing. Even if, even if Jackson, even if he does come back, that that's not good for them. It's just not Jacksonville is in a world of fucking hurt right now. Where's that game at? Uh, they're on the road. They're in Tampa Bay. I they're in Tampa. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just a, down the road, but still. Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting to see where that line. That's that's gonna. It's got to be Tampa as a as a home dog, right? It was. Uh, it shifted last time I looked at it. Let me pull it back up. They were four point home dogs, so I would guess they got to be one point favorites at this point. Let's see. Uh, Buccaneers. Yep. So they're oh. minus one currently. Oh, so so Lawrence is not playing. I mean, when you look at the fact there's only been one quarterback, make it out of that. And, again, he did make it out, but he sucked balls. Hmm. So, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, just the, the Miami, like, it, that's why it was pretty impressive what they did uh, on Sunday, like zeroing uh, the Jets and putting up 30 points because they, they were losing. They already lost Connor Williams two weeks ago for the year, their center. Hunt's been in that lineup. Uh, Jackson, you mentioned they're just they're ravaged on the offensive line, and then Hill didn't play. So it'll be interesting to see what how this. Um, that was a complete go- fuck. I mean, you talk about fucking laydowns. God damn! What oh a laydown by yeah, the that was that was another quit job there. So yeah, that's oh, and and then Detroit, uh, a player getting back for them is their center Ragnow. So uh, 
they've been kind of and they got a couple defensive players back so we'll we'll see if down here down the stretch of this season if you start to see a little bit of what we saw earlier in the year with um with Detroit and particularly they look pretty game. goddamn good against Denver I'll say mm-hmm. that that's all I got <coughs> no look no teasers no oh yeah well we were talking about injuries uh so, yeah um so I've put in a few teasers and the ones that I've done are the legs I've done are Pittsburgh up to eight and a half um just just again I mean how many games in a row can you lose and just and just get your doors blown they've got a They've got to they got to fight at least once, and um, you know they're back at home. Division foe, uh, Bur- uh, not Burrow. What's his name? Um, Browning's playing with fire. So like, just come on, just Mr. Browning. Can you just lose a game by three points, Pittsburgh? Can you just do that for me? And then, uh, <laughs> and then Atlanta plus eight. I heard you say that they don't know who's starting quarterback. Who? Why? Yeah. I mean, you know. We, we, I, mean, I, know, I don't know. We don't know. I, I know he sucks, but at home is is his spot. Like that's where Ritter. That's the only place he can play even a little bit like a real quarterback. Look, man, I I think their coach is lost at the fucking wheel. <laughs> I think he's fucking fired. Very uh, true. Yeah, so they'll probably get the doors blown at home by by an any team that I cannot stand. So um, that's the second one. Need them to cover eight, and then I took Cleveland also up to eight and a half on one. Um, and we talked about that briefly. Where are they at? Um, yeah, they're, they're at Houston. So, you know, it's one of those games that Stroud, he's coming back off concussion. We'll see if he's fuzzy. Maybe they can play in and keep this game close. Um, the ones that I'm waiting on, I can't pull the trigger on Dallas yet. They burned me last week. I'm having a hard time pulling that trigger on them to tease up to seven and a half. And think that that's it for teasers the three straight sides that i have so far are vegas plus 10 um against the chiefs i'm gonna dip into that well again and see see if the chiefs can see if they can cover back-to-back double digit spreads against me i took arizona plus four and a half they're on the road at chicago um so you know we'll see how that works and then i took of course the chargers um i got them i got them plus 12 against the bills so, you know, like I always do, I take all the dogs and, you know, it's not working out this year. Not working out for me. Yeah, uh, I did put Dallas in on a seven-point teaser with Kansas City. So, Kansas City minus two and a half, Dallas plus eight and a half. Put Kansas City and Tennessee on a seven-point teaser, which your boy Levi's does have a high ankle sprain. So, he may or may not play. I don't give a fuck. He sucks anyway. Might get Tannehill, though. That'd be good. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Took Kansas City and Denver on a seven-point teaser. So, in other words, I like Kansas City win by more than three in that game. I did take the over already in the Cows and Miami over fifty-one. I, th- I mean, I haven't done any of the all the numbers aren't updated yet, so I can't deep dive into any of that. But just looking at that game in my mind, I see a repeat of the kind of Miami San Diego game. If you remember from the very first game of the season. I think it's a pretty similar matchup to that. I don't think either defense is going to have much success versus the offense, the way they play and the matchups that they're going to have against them. I think the Cowboys have uh, very good matchups with their wide receivers on the outside versus Miami secondary. I, I think that, you know, Miami's always going to be able to run the ball all they want to on Dallas. And with Tua's quick passing, that should negate that between the running game should negate 
the Dallas pass rush. So I just I expect fucking fireworks, and I actually do expect a close game in that one. I expect it to be just like the San Diego game, and probably team the ball last wins. So mm-hmm. that's just again early lanes. Uh, again, haven't dug into the number. That's just see how, how I see that game playing out in my mind. Uh, and I did take like you the Chargers plus twelve and a half. Also took the under 42.5 on that game and put that as a do early do no wong teaser, 6.5. So LA up to 20 and the under 49 on that. Uh, 20? Yeah. 6.5 point. Off of 12.5? Oh, sorry, 19. Your, 19, 19. your, your do sorry. no wong is yeah. wong math. Sorry, 19. It's and, wong math. And, four, and, and 49. <laughs> 19 and 49 on that, so basically the same thing except it opposite on the uh, total as the Cardinals won last week. And then all the primetime unders, like I'm just going to keep rolling with it. They're one and two so far this week. Uh, especially, though, I do especially like the under on Thursday night. I got that at 44.5 for the Rams and the Saints. I found a pretty couple strong things already on that, so I like that one the most out of the four so far. Yeah, it's gonna the prom the primetime under is gonna hit tonight because it's ten to nothing almost at halftime, and Seattle's gonna score zero points tonight. So that's that's just the way that's gonna go. Is Geno playing? It is Drew Locke. It is Drew Locke. Yeah, that pumpkin pie hair guy can fucking uh he can uh come alive from time to time. Can he? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, we need run. a winning week. We, I, I cannot, t- the, dude. If I get another week like this where it's just a bunch of fucking blowouts on favorites winning, I'm gonna be so. You think I'm mad now? Just, just, <laughs> just wait until fucking next week. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Longhorn, tell me about the fabulous website one more time. All right, you. Uh, so, well, first of all, episode number one seventy eight. 178 is in the books. Be sure and go to that website, thefootballgloryhole.com. Click on those free picks, those two picks sure to go wrong uh, this this year. So click on that and, and uh, see what losers we put in over there uh, for next week. Just fade uh, us, baby. <laughs> and there's only about, I don't know, what are we looking at? About, well, shit, man, it's almost Christmas. We only got about a month and change left of the football season. So, you know, don't, don't probably mess with with buying a package just email in if you want to catch the end of the season we'll work out a a special deal with you and work with you there Um, be sure and subscribe and share the podcast we really enjoy it being able to talk to you guys every week even when we're losing obviously hopefully this is a better monday next week and we can be coming off a fucking heater and we're going to work hard to make sure we do that but if you do any of these things we become partners for life and as always in a mostly non-sexual way People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a selfie, baby.